Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Supplemental episode 46. Hi friends, it's supplemental time once again. That's true, we've come all this way through all this content and now here we are at supplemental time. Yes. Not sure where I was going with that, but... uh, No, I was was waiting. I was waiting with rapt attention and uh, bated breath Mm -hmm. and a third thing. And you you weren't going anywhere. No, just trailing off. That's okay. It's early. We have many podcasts to record. Mm Mm-hmm. You and I, over the next two days, will be recording four separate shows. Uh-huh. Uh, then we get a nice break. We're off for like three weeks. But, but you know. Well, uh, rough... break. I still work retail, so. Well, I mean from this. Yes. I mean, we can we can, uh, we can can kick back and you don't have the extra, like, uh, obligation on top of all your other stuff. Mm. So, yeah, retail at Christmas plus a bunch of podcasts, not great. But yeah. retail at Christmas and you can come home and do nothing. That's, mm-hmm. that's a little better, right? I'm finally cracking that Star Wars game. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting I have that. Uh-huh. It's been really fun. Uh, it's hard, I, but it's really fun. I did just see the movie, and this won't be dropping until like a week and a half after the movie dropped, so most people will have seen it at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, at this point, like it's Friday morning after the Thursday night, and, and only some people I know have seen it, and I'm super excited, and I can't really talk about it yet. So. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking to someone who is going to see it as soon as we finish recording, so it's like, hurry up. Oh, well, hey, the mail, uh, your answers are yes, no, yes. Okay, uh-huh. got to go, bye. Mm, an interesting an interesting uh, discussion topic, I think. Matt, Matt where do you go? <laughs> well, I guess I'll just be Matt. Hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> Doing an impression of, I don't know who, Mickey uh, Mouse, I guess. Oh, oh. oh hey, Strong Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be kicked in the face. <laughs> so we have some mail. We don't have a ton of mail, but that's mm-hmm. okay. I understand. It I, happens. I don't know how many of you honestly stuck around for all of this. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen some people online who have been like, you know, I, I, I drop in and out. I get it. That's fine. But also I know some people who don't typically listen because they're not big Star Trek people mm-hmm. have dropped in and out because we're talking about things that they no- normally you know, like, oh, give you're, you're about talking it. about a show I care about. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> like uh, our old pal Sabrina, who uh, plays a role in Endeavor and who, you know, goes back years and years with you and yep. some years with me as well. Like, a good, great friend, but just not a Star Trek guy. Yeah. And she's like, hey, you're talking about Buffy and Venture Brothers. Like, yep. I can finally listen to your show. So, so there's people <laughs> hey, like you that out there. you guys do a pretty good show, actually. Thank you. Yeah. And then there's people who, you know, are like, oh, I was here for Star Trek. I will come back when you talk about Star Trek again. That's fine. Yeah. The thing is, we've talked about this a lot, but I just want to say it one more time. We just didn't know how much time we had to fill. Like, yeah. The struggle was when Discovery Season 2 ended, we were like, at some point, there will be more Star Trek. No one has told us when mm-hmm. until a month or two ago. We didn't know. We didn't know it was going to be 30 weeks. Yeah, it's just like waiting like, you know that's how it in, that's how long that's how many of these we ended up doing we did well excuse me more than that we did mm-hmm. 32 of them yeah wow of the off track shows plus a couple of supplementals plus our christmas episode like mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of you know there's almost a whole year of of extra content uh-huh. and we talked about like what well, we could stop but i'm not a good like 
I need momentum. I yeah. need to keep moving. It's hard to stop and then just come back, you know? It, the, the first shows would be rough after that because I'd be out of practice. Exactly. And we have gotten so in the habit of whatever's going on in our lives, we have been here for you guys every Monday for the yep. last nine years, and it's nice. I, I hear from people that they like that that constant, and it's good for us, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like, can say say whatever else you want about the show. We're here every week. Yeah, and it, okay. At the beginning, we took like a week or two off at Christmas for the first like two or three years. That's it. Otherwise, that's when we were young and lazy. Now we're no, old now, and tired, which is different. Yeah. Now we get them in the can early and still take a break. Uh huh. But you know, I I don't know. I just it's it's good for us too. It's good for me, and you've talked about this as well. Having that constant in your life having like okay whatever else i got going on mm-hmm. i can come talk to my friend and make dumb jokes and maybe one of our other friends will be joining us as well yep and maybe we got to watch something terrible maybe it's something good but at least it's not whatever my terrible problems are it's yep. just this and you know it's no, nice... the amount the amount of times where it's been like god the thing that's happening right now but yeah we've talked about that you and i have have lost mm-hmm. pets and family members yep and gone through serious health concerns mm-hmm. and we're still always here and this isn't like i know this is coming off as like a brag as like oh yeah we're great we show up every week. no it's not that mm-hmm. it's for all you guys who say that to us we we so appreciate you you saying that but this is just as much for us as, as it is for you is what yep. i'm saying it's it's good for us to have something yeah and giving up on that for what turned out to be almost a year would have like taken that away from us yeah. you know so uh, if if we do have a long period between Star Trek's again, and I don't know if we will, uh, hopefully we'll have a better sense of what's going to happen and, and be able to plan it better. Because mm-hmm. honestly, if I'd known we had 30 plus weeks, we might have just covered the entirety of Batman. Yeah. We probably could have squeezed in, not not the whole Bruce Tim verse, but probably, probably the first Batman show. Yeah, definitely. At two a week, we probably could have done that. Yeah. But, eh, whatever. Yeah. Here, we, we are where we are. Uh, so that said... Uh, you want to do the mail first? You want to talk about upcoming Star Trek stuff first? Uh, let's do the upcoming stuff and uh, see where we go with that, and then we'll roll into the mail. Okay. So we got the, the basically the same list as we've always mm-hmm. had. Uh, Picard. Picard shows the on the January. horizon. Yep. Uh huh. End of January. Yep. So also only ten episodes. Okay. So that won't keep us busy for very long. Uh, oh, for, oh, for that twenty that twenty uh, episode season that we once knew. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad it's shorter. I hope they tell like uh, streaming shows have that problem. We've talked about that a lot. Like, I hope it's a tight ten and not like three of them in the middle are pointless. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I've been watching. To get off topic here, I've I've been watching The Mandalorian and really digging it because like they do like every episode's kind of a new thing instead of like that expected like. There's a big picture story, but there's also each episode is kind of standalone. And then the penultimate episode that aired this week mm-hmm. had a cliffhanger because you're going into the finale. So exactly. you, want, you want some excitement. But other than that, yeah, they've been mostly standalone. Like it's it's got that like overhanging like like thread, but it's like that that thread is as basic as like, well, the A-team were at it again. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a, there's a little more than that. Well, and, sure. And look, things move forward a little. But yeah, in terms of honestly, that's kind of the way I like to do Endeavor, which mm-hmm. is we have we have some plans for where the season's going, but each episode needs to be its own story and not just one piece of a bigger thing. I want yeah. the I, I want the experience of not just our show, I want all shows to be like this. The experience of that hour or that half hour or whatever it is to feel complete 
and not feel like, oh, well, I just watched a piece of yeah. something. Yeah, and like it mattered. Yeah, and yeah, the Mandalorians pulled that off. Hopefully Picard will pull that mm-hmm. off. That would be nice. A 10-episode season means there's not a lot of room to pad it out, but they, they still could. Well, it depends on the ideas they've got. I mean, that's either not a lot of room to pad out or a ton of room to pad out. Yeah. If you've only got and like two, well, Picard will fight the Borg in episode one and episode 10. And, uh-huh. uh, some, some Romulans. <laughs> Kung Epis- Fu. Episode four is our big Riker return. So that one's taken care of. <laughs> yeah. I, I have said this before. I, I wish they'd do new stuff. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think the Picard show was not the best choice. That said, fan service does work on me. That that fucking that Picard trailer was just the one like what where Riker showed up. Yeah, yeah, that did it for me. And I don't usually fall for that, especially with Star Trek. It's like do a new thing, guys. Just one new thing, please. Just a new thing. Yeah. And and yet, it's like oh my old friends. Yeah. I, In the coming weeks, I am absolutely going to bitch about how lazy the premise of this show is. I just am. Mm -hmm. But I want you guys to know I do. I really do love Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard. It's it's just I want this franchise to move forward. That's all. Yeah, it's it's so it feels like it's stuck in such a rut of just like. Best of, and there's. I, I've talked about this a bunch of times, but I mean, like that just feels like how the culture is a lot of the time right now, you know? Oh, it does. But with a franchise this big, you can do both. Yeah, and it That's just the I, thing. I just want to see the people running it just like be willing to take that next step and like, you know, let's do some, let's do something new, new characters, new like the universe yeah. can s- sustain new ideas and new characters and stuff, you know, like yeah. And like I say, you're you're building this giant interconnected world of different things. So like, okay, Discovery being set during the original series, I still don't love. I never uh-huh. loved it from the beginning. I still don't. But it's out there. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So your next thing needs to be something a little different. Yeah, and instead it's, well, this one's set during the, the other show you like. Yeah, it's set after that, but it's the same guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, come on. And, and we'll put in some other guys from the other shows that you like. And no Deep Space Nine at all. Yeah, only Next Gen and Voyager. Yeah. Not, you know, not DS9, which, who knows, maybe, who knows. I guess Voyager's just super popular and I wasn't aware of it. Uh, There is a huge contingent of people who remember Voyager fondly. Mm. That's not the same thing as saying they are Voyager fans. They remember it fondly. People who came of age and saw... A badass woman captain. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal for a lot of people. I mean, that makes and a lot of sense. I respect that. And saw Seven of Nine. Like, we've seen... Sure. Caitlin has talked extensively about that. Oh, like, yeah. I get that. And for people your age and probably a little younger, like, being being little when that show came on was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But... <sighs> yeah, I don't... I That one just passed me by back in the day, so... Yeah, but the thing people... And I've talked about this a lot. But the the thing people forget about Next Gen... And even the original series, but that was the 60s. But Next Gen is 50% of that show was just garbage. Mm-hmm. 50% was like the things you remember were amazing. Yeah. Probably were. Yeah. But they were such a small part of the show. Yeah. The characters do a lot of work to like make you think you're watching like yeah. better episodes than they are. There were some standout outstanding. Like there were, you know, if we were to rank the top 10 all-time Trek episodes, and maybe mm-hmm. someday we should try something like sure. that. Sure. Like, there would absolutely be some next-gen in there. They did some amazing work. Mm-hmm. But it was mixed in. It was back in the days of 26-episode seasons, and 
at least half of those seasons, even during the best ones, were garbage, and all of season one sucked. Just, yep. Just sucked. It sure did. About half of season two sucked, and then you got good for a bit, and then about half of season seven sucked. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's so uneven, and people just remember the good times, and maybe the advantage of doing a Picard show is like, okay, you loved these characters, but the show was uneven. Let's give it another chance in a venue where we can make it just all good. And yeah, that's that's best case scenario. I mean, that would be awesome. That's what I'm hoping for. Like a not a reboot, but at least another chance Mm -hmm. in a better like in a better environment. We'll Mm -hmm. see. Now, Uh, so uh, Picard has also been picked up for a second season. Yeah. Well, I've heard the writer of that talk that they have a plan and it's a the plan is X number of seasons. I don't know if he specified, but. Mm. Like, they have a goal for, I don't know, say five seasons sure. to tell whatever they want to tell. So it's good that at least they get to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the CBS, CBS All Access. What show is going to get on instead of it, really? I don't know. I honestly have no idea how well that, ser- how, how well that service is doing. Mm-hmm. If this is all, like, a terrible mistake. I just know from a consumer standpoint it's a terrible mistake. But uh, Well, that app is fucking garbage and... I've heard the the company is very happy with the results, but uh, I think also some of that might be just be because they don't want to admit that mm-hmm. this is a bad idea. All I know is that if they put it like somewhere more people could watch it, more people would watch it because like, oh, do you CB- remember like CBS All Access is not on anyone's top five uh, streaming services to download. I will tell you that right now. No, because like when Disney Plus dropped, they said, oh. You know us, maybe arguably the most recognizable single entertainment brand that's ever existed. Yep. Here's 90% of our back catalog for you in addition to new programming. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you do it. CBS owns a couple of good shows. They have the Star Trek series. They have Twilight Zone. They have a couple of good old sitcoms. I think they have Cheers and a couple others like well, that. Well, Cheers but... is still on Netflix, so. Yeah, but there's also like, Star Trek if is they still are, on they're Netflix. Not... Well, I guess that's true, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. What I'm yeah. saying is like, they have a handful of decent old shows and things that aren't my jam, but that some people might want to watch. Sure. Things like Murder She Wrote is on there or something like that. Uh-huh. Like there's a there's a there's a decent cross section, but it's such a small selection. It's yeah. like twenty shows. It's like you're not you're not a big enough like network to pull this off effectively. Yeah, I, Disney's one of the few, and part of that's because Disney bought up Marvel and Star Wars and mm-hmm. the Muppets and Fox. Yep, like they've got everything now, mm-hmm. and. They won't let you have some of it, but... Yeah, well, like I said, 90% of the catalog. Mm. There's some weird gaps in there, but... Well, it's it's mostly the Fox stuff that bugs me, where it's like, you know, there's been a lot of, like... Like, they they won't uh, let that stuff be played in movies, in movie theaters anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Which is not not great. We'll see. I don't... All that corporate stuff rubs me the wrong way, but... Yeah. And we've talked about this, but CBS and Viacom have recombined so that Star Trek can be one brand mm. and not two separate things, which is good. Like, I'm happy f- as a Star Trek fan and as a as a constant Star Trek, uh, uh, you know, commenter, yeah. like as the commentator, mm-hmm. that we don't have to treat it like, oh, here's two separate things called Star Trek, but they have to be 25% different. Remember we read that thing about... Yeah, that was weird. And... Now, all that, I think, is going to go away, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that means we're going to see, like, crossovers with the with the Kelvin universe and, and this universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care about any of that right now. I just, I'm glad the brand is all one thing. I mean, yeah. a- again, companies all becoming one big company I don't love. No, but I mean, 
<clears throat> I thought about this a lot when the Disney thing was happening, and it's like, yeah. well, what the fuck am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want this to happen. Too bad. Yep. Like, <clears throat> oh, Matt, you're going to stop Disney. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm poor and struggling, but uh, hey, there's my breads and circuses at least. Yeah, right? Like, that, that, that's that's all we get. Yeah. Shrug. Yeah. Um, What's going on with the movies is really interesting right now. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it sounds like Tarantino's not doing his after all, which uh, no surprise there. What do like, you think? What do you think? You know, what's that? What do you think well, of that? Basically, well, I, I've said before, everyone I know, including you, mm-hmm. is like, no, I absolutely don't want to see that. I'd be interested. I wish they'd give a lot of other people a chance, but yeah, I'd I, be interested <clears> to see what he'd bring to it. I think this franchise needs some new, interesting voices that they haven't had before. Here's the, <clears throat> here's the thing. I th- whatever he did would be interesting, but I don't think, and I mean, like, I don't fucking know the guy, you know, but like, I don't, in my gut, I don't feel like he could do a good Star Trek movie that still felt like Star Trek. Yeah, he, he's not the right fit for what I want from Star Trek, and we're getting so away from that in the yeah. franchise as a whole. I would love to see, like, someone, I, I don't even know who, I don't mm. know who my dream Star Trek director would be yeah. i honestly don't i have heard that noah holly's doing one which is interesting uh that would make me happy i like uh i'm a big fargo and legion guy so i love fargo i do not like legion but... i mean that's you know some things aren't for you know i know no legion just it uh, yeah i don't want to get into that because i know most people like it yeah no that's that's it's that's fair you know yeah um I'm still wondering if Chris Pine's going to do one though that would, I look that would be nice he's a he's he's such a good captain Kirk he is, and that ensemble clicks mm-hmm. so well. You need all of them, and yeah. you know, obviously, you can't have Chekhov anymore because that guy died. But, yeah. but you know, everyone else. Yeah, I. And it'd be weird to do it with the rest of the guys and not him. Yeah, be, like, are you gonna recap? What are you gonna do? That's the I thing. I would be yeah. fine. Like these characters have have proven that like they can hold up to being recast and still be those characters. It would be weird to just bring to just bring in a new Kirk and keep everybody else. You know? Yeah. I if you had to do something like that, I think I'd prefer them writing Kirk out of the story. Yeah, and I don't want that either. Yeah, that would be he's weird. an essential. He's an essential part of that formula. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know who knows? There's a lot of th- like you know going into the original 2009 movie, there were so many things. I was like, well, this this wouldn't work, and this can't work, and then and yet <laughs> and then it did. So uh-huh. who knows? Who who knows? Um, we'll see. So uh. Let's see. We got we got the Picard show coming. Mm-hmm. Then we got uh, hopefully coming not long after that is Disco season three. We've yep. seen production stills from it. We know it's happening. We know they're committing to the far future setting. So hopefully that's finally going somewhere new. That I, I'm very excited about about that concept. Just yeah, furthest into the future we've ever gone. Yeah, except I've heard rumors that the Federation has collapsed, and I I'm worried they're gonna go into more dark, like grim, darky, like. Oh, the the perfect utopia doesn't exist anymore because hu- it turns out humans are bad. Like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me too much. Star- this is what Star Trek is for. We finally mm-hmm. got our shit together and went to space. That was the point of it. Yeah. That's things are better now. Things, that's one of the things I want it to always be is however bad the world is right now, mm-hmm. we know in, in this universe, like, things will get better because, you know, humanity got their shit together. But, yeah. If we go to a far future where the Federation collapsed, is like, oh man, why? No, why? no the we elected a game show host, president of the Federation, and everything uh, fell God apart. Damn it, son of a bitch. We'll see. I don't know that that like that's a rumor. I yeah. don't know that that's true. I thought I saw something about that. I have seen some like 
people dissecting the trailers and and there's trill in there and there's cardassians mm-hmm. in there so like we're we're dealing with star trek races we haven't seen in a while which is yeah. cool that's nice mm-hmm. uh so what else uh we got the lower decks show happening don't know anything don't about know anything about that i hope it's good yeah, we'll see. Uh, then there's that other animated series that whenever I list these, everyone forgets about this one. Mm. There is a second animated series in work. I believe it's sort of CG animated like uh, Clone Wars was, like that that kind of like Toy Story, like not trying to look hand-drawn, but specifically mm. CG looking. Now, is and that... I know one of the ma- upcoming short treks is animated. Is that sort of the no, style? There, there are two short treks that are animated. They just dropped. Okay. You haven't seen them yet, but they just came out like last no. week. No, well, I'm waiting for us to do the episodes. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, they're good. Mm. Uh, but no, those, those mm, they weren't hand-drawn, but they were made to look sort of like they were. Okay. One of them had, no, no, sorry, I tell a lie. One of them did have this look. I'm sorry. Mm. The other one had that weird sort of computer, but made to look hand-drawn, like cell-shaded kind of. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That The way Star Wars Resistance looks, it's a little weird, mm. but... Uh, <clears throat> it's not bad. Um, but uh, this, this show, all I really know about it is it's made for Nickelodeon. It's about cadets, and it's it's targeted toward kids. And yeah. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and then at the other extreme, the Section 31 show is apparently still it's happening. It's still happening. It cannot be stopped. Like, there was a big Trek event not too long ago. might have been one of the cons or something, mm-hmm. like one of the comic cons, where they announced a bunch of new stuff and... Section 31 was suspiciously absent from all yeah. the announcements, and we're like, oh, good. Maybe we're just supposed to quietly forget about that now. No, there was a big article I saw with uh, talking to uh, Michelle Yeoh. It's uh-huh. like, still happening. Yeah. We're working on it. We're all real excited. Well, I'm glad yeah. somebody is. Yeah, we're not. I mean, of, could be good. Of, of all these projects, that is the one that Bottom of the I box. Just, I'm, my mind is almost made up. You could win me over, but it's mm-hmm. going to be real hard. Everything yeah. else, it's like, I see where this could be good. I don't see how this show could be good. Mm-hmm. I just straight up do not see. The, it needs to be the dumbest, campiest fucking show. I'll be there work. for that. Yeah. Yes. If it's over the top stupid, because she's good at that. Yeah. She has so much fun chewing the scenery. If it's, But if it tries that disco thing where it doesn't go too far enough and mm-hmm. it's it's grim dark and every now and then it just gets too silly. And that seems like the most likely yeah. thing. Especially, happen, you know, especially since at the end of disco season two, they left uh, Lieutenant Ash Tyler back there. Oh yeah. We can put that him means, in section 31 too. Yeah, it's pretty likely he'll show up cause he's got a connection to them. He's still around. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Lieutenant Ash Tyler, what do you have to say about all this? Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about, about just Trek in general. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of a broad... Like, State of the discussion. Trek union. Yeah. I, I mean, I have I have notes here just because, like, we had a bit of mail, but we haven't been talking about Star Trek for a year. So I was like, oh, I I don't usually have notes for these, but we better we better have something to sure. talk about. <laughs> is, uh, we talked about this when we talked about Venture Brothers, actually. Mm-hmm. Why is Star Trek so bad at merchandising? Yeah, right? Like, you remember in the 90s, they had all those Playmates action figures and ship models mm-hmm. and, like, all that stuff. There's there's ship models from Disco, and that's it. Yeah, like, man. Like, how how do you not have a Tilly action figure sitting on your shelf with all your other stuff? Yeah, seriously, right? I got a place for it right next to this Dr. Doc- Afra action figure. Yeah. Like, uh, there should be 
action figures. There should be play sets. Like it's mm-hmm. not a kids show, but still, people are I, gonna buy. Neither like, was neither was DS Nine, and they had toys. I'm at a place where I could buy a shit ton of like Star Trek ships and stuff, and I just yeah. you know there are ships. There are halfway decent ship models mm-hmm. and fairly obscure ones, like background ships you see once for a second. Well, and there's also they, have... they do the um the uh like the 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 uh war game. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing like I I've been to comic stores where there's like there's like a a, a scale DS9 that's like over a hundred bucks yeah and it's like I want this but I don't want to put spend a hundred bucks on what like scaled to the other ships yeah exactly that's cool it is cool yeah no I just it's weird to me like there's not I don't know like again we talked about this when Disco launched because of CBS All Access. Mm. When we started covering it, people were like, there's a new Star Trek show? They don't know. Like, the the merchandising and promotion wing of Viacom is so bad at this. How are people not, like, apart from fans, apart Mm -hmm. from, like, people who are always into Star Trek, how are more people not into this? Yeah. It's it's so weird. I think a big chunk of it is not being able to see it, you know? But, like, the fandom is waking up. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but I have seen... 50 times more Star Trek memes in the last six months. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because people are getting excited about Picard because whatever complaints I have as a guy who's watched all of Star Trek and wants something new, I get it. Mm-hmm. It appeals to people who are like, oh, yeah, Picard, I love that guy. Yeah. I, I'm not going to disparage people who feel that because I understand what you're saying. No, I totally get it. I'm just I'm in a position, you know, doing this show where it's like, OK, but I already did that. Can mm-hmm. I do something else, please? Yeah. Can we watch something new? But. But I totally understand the appeal, and I get that people out there that haven't thought much about Star Trek in years are thinking about it again, but that that's the fandom. Like, mm-hmm. they're ready to buy stuff. Yeah. Why is every IDW comic right now about the fucking Mirror Universe? And bad. Yeah, but... And ugly. <laughs> every single one of them is about, what if Voyager in the Mirror Universe? Yeah. What if, like, who cares? Yeah, seriously. Like... We're so done with that. Yeah. You can, again, you've got so many, uh, it, it feels like. It's a big galaxy, man. Yeah. No, it, whatever alien you can think of in it. I think you were talking about this on Twitter last week or something, but it feels like this is the only thing they're allowed to do. That might be it. I don't know. No, there's Just a, like, there's well, a... well, the way, you know, everything's going, we might want to make TV shows out of what out of everything we're keeping our uh, our options open so there's a there's a discovery uh sort of epilogue series right now about mm-hmm. what the klingons got up to after they finished interacting with our guys and i still don't care about that it's though the klingons and the voyager mirror universe those are the two but there's like, a there's the, been several next gen mirror universe ones as well mm-hmm. like several oh god yeah those weird barkley e- is evil ones oh yeah and like evil wesley and just yeah weird sleeveless Picard and like, well yeah because you got to show off his Picard guns oh did you see the the shot I put a screenshot of this on Twitter mm. when I was reading the Voyager mirror comic because I still read all these of course sure I do. um where uh they were doing the the Janeway looks like uh Linda Hamilton from Terminator 2 thing oh Jesus and she didn't have sleeves either just so you could see her guns <laughs> like, look I buy her as a badass they made her a pirate captain and like mm-hmm. okay I'm I, I can get that as an over-the-top kind of crazy thing, but really, you gave her the big guns, too? Like, that's that's weird. <laughs> it's just real a, weird. Writer's like, I meant she has a big cannon. Mm-hmm. If her chest was a cannon, <laughs> that would be strange. 
I'm Captain Janeway, and this is my cannon chest. It's just like, I don't know, why aren't there more things? Everything, why, yeah. Why isn't there more stuff? Like, if you want to grow this brand, like, I I hate to say this, but look at what Disney's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very good at it. They, yeah. They got the general populace excited about, like, a, a movie with, like, 50 superheroes in it. Yep. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. They managed. And here, and here we are. And if you ask anyone who watches, like, you know, a decent amount of TV, like, mm. just anyone who watches a couple of prestige shows or, like, a Game of Thrones or a Walking Dead or something like that, I'd say more than 50% would say they they think they like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Whether they do or not, they have an impression that they do. Yeah. Why aren't you... Ah! Just, yeah. Why aren't you better at this? Yeah. It's just the whole thing is so mismanaged and just feels like... It feels like CBS thinks that they're better than they are, and they're not. Well, okay, you got your streaming service, which I think is a bad idea, but whatever. That's my that's my own opinion. You can still, like, okay, like a year after Discovery runs, like, exclusive mm-hmm. on CBS All Access, it drops on Blu-ray. At that point, you should farm it out to the other streaming service. Exactly. The thing, is, like, the DVDs are out. Nobody fucking watches DVDs anymore. I'm, some people do, but yeah, I I get what you're saying. You know, like I don't know. I'm just this is just me, but like end of the day, I will put like whatever streaming on before I go digging through my DVD collection because See, I am that lazy. No, I get it. I ripped all my DVDs to a hard drive so I don't have to physically do mm. that. But so I just scroll through a different menu, which is just like streaming. Yeah, but, yeah, I get it. Um, but I like okay. You, you use your year and put it on there exclusively because, all right, that's what you want to do. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to Prime and Netflix. And then maybe six months after that, you put it on CBS, regular CBS. Yep. This show is old and stale and there's already two new seasons on, on the streaming service. But what you're running is a commercial for those other seasons. Yeah. And if you're so confident in your show, show it to people for nothing, the old ones, mm-hmm. and hook them so they'll go pay for the new ones. Yeah. How is this so hard? And it, you're already doing this in, like, you can watch disco on, like, fucking TV in other countries. It's on Netflix well, back in Canada. Like, I know. That's a licensing thing, I think, though. I don't think just, CBS well, exists there or some, some weird shit like that. The whole thing's just fucking dumb. It's just mismanaged at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, the people doing this are fucking dumb. I mean, you know. I, I think this brand could be run better, but I've said that, you know, more or less from the beginning. Sure. I don't think I don't think Gene did a very good job. I don't think Rick Berman did a very good mm-hmm. job. Like this this brand has never been managed very well. And yet here we are fifty plus years later. Yeah. And here we are almost ten years uh-huh. later, still talking about it. Uh-huh. You know, though, I still do love Star Trek. I really do. Yeah. We're we're writing our whole own show and we're still very I, excited to do that. I couldn't do this if I didn't st- if I wasn't still passionate about this universe, you know? Like No, but... you you and I discussed like, you know, we could just stop mm-hmm. and like it doesn't matter. Like we'll, yeah. we'll do something else. We'll do our Batman show. Yeah, we could stop anytime. Yeah, but my thought was we've been trying to grow an audience for so long and Star Trek is about to have a huge resurgence. Mm-hmm. That would be a real dumb time to stop. It's exactly. Like, just before there's 10 new series. But on the other hand, if I know I'm going to hate it, I don't know that. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. We'll we'll see. The th- the thing that worries me, and this is less likely with this many different shows going on, is I don't want to do Enterprise again. 
Oh, God, no. I don't want what I think Section 31 is going to do. Yeah, I don't want to show up every week and just be like, I hate these people. I hate that I have to watch this. I hate, I hate, I hate. <laughs> the only advantage of Enterprise was that it was shorter than most of the rest of them, and it came at the end. Thank God. We knew, okay, four seasons. We can do four seasons. Mm-hmm. We did seven seasons of Voyager. We can do four seasons yeah. of Enterprise. It'll only take us a year. And what a year, though. No, oh, it was it was the worst <laughs> year we did by far. And look, we we were miserable, but also we had some fun with it. Yeah, sure. The trip was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Presumably other things. <laughs> I, I've scrubbed the rest of it from my brain, but uh... I have a vague recollection of Hoshi. Um, Dr. Flox is OK. End of list. And oh, uh... oh Shran. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Those are all the characters. That is all. That is that whole show. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the mail. Okay. Uh, so this one comes from Lise. Uh, Hi, Lise. And oh, from Denmark. Yes. Uh, so she has uh, she has written extensively about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote a a very glowing um, review of us, mm-hmm. and she sent this to me months ago, and. Uh, I put it uh, all over social media, and I guess I forgot to mention it on the show. And I, oh. I do apologize for that. This was not an intentional, like, slight at all. Like, I, I just, I guess I forgot. I will absolutely put this in the show notes. She has reviewed the show, and now she has, like, gone through every single episode and compiled, like, what our good and bad things were and, like, stuff about us. Yep. And, I, like, I have a hard time reading criticism about us. It's just because I'm thin-skinned and mm-hmm. petty. It's mm-hmm. not, like, I, it's cool that you did this. And if other people want to look at it, it's great. I will provide the links. But I I don't necessarily want to read someone looking at my stuff from 10 years ago and saying, here's what Al did wrong. Like, I, that's just going to make me feel I, 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 I We're aware of what we did wrong 10 years ago. I'm, I'm not going to say don't do it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say you're wrong because you're not and you should do what you want. Yes. But I'm saying I personally have not looked at it ex- apart from glancing mm-hmm. just because I'm very like – I. Uh, I'll admit it. I'm very sensitive about this stuff. I don't read our iTunes reviews either. Mm-hmm. They might all be good, but uh, I don't want to read a bad review on on a bad day and feel crappy for a month. Yeah, seriously. Because that's how it works for me. One time I went to read the iTunes reviews. Matt's voice is annoying. Oh, oh that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't fix that. I have to live with this thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just let's go get a thro- get some throat surgery. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's just fine. Get one of those uh, v- voice changers, like like you're the Hulk or something. I don't know. I sound like 24. Well, it's okay. I'll be the other guy. <laughs> uh, Lisa also says, love that you reviewed Black Mirror and Battlestar Galactica, and I'm so happy to have found a way to watch Max Headroom. Yeah, that one was good. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to do a quick, uh, I have a little activity plan for us in a moment. Mm. Uh, th- it will not be. It will not be an uh, an, an effort intense activity. But, Good, because uh, if there's one thing I hate, well, you know, I, I'm not putting you on the spot and saying here suddenly you have to do a bunch of work. <laughs> I'm just, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about the shows that we've reviewed this yeah. in a moment. Uh, John Wiggins says, "What do you think Tarantino will do to make Star Trek an R-rated film?" Discuss. Well, I I think he will leave. Uh, yeah, but I I don't know if he still does. Like what they've said was he's talked about leaving. Mm-hmm. He might not do it anymore. So it's still... I, I, I get the just if he is so like wanting to do the 10 film thing, which is such mm-hmm. a Tarantino th- idea, yeah. by the way. I'm yeah. only going to do 10 movies and I'm out. But like I can I can definitely see him not wanting his 10th movie to be someone else's property. 
not his last one, but I feel like if you're going to do 10, like he did a Western and mm-hmm. he did a war movie and he did a crime movie. Like, I don't doing like a big tent pole event, like, like franchise movie as one of those 10 mm-hmm. as a director in this century makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's what the landscape looks like. And that's not your whole career, but doing one kind of gives you a more well-rounded experience. I sure. Think. I can just like, if it's your last, you know, no, your last one, you need to go out on a high note. You yeah. can't. You can't do that, but yeah, and but if I, one of the I middle would, ones, yeah, no, that makes way more sense. But I mean, yeah. like, if he's gonna do a sci-fi movie at this point in his career, like, make your own sci-fi movie, dude. I would love to see what that looks like. Oh, absolutely. I hope it's better uh, than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I think I I didn't see that one, and I did not like Hateful Eight, and I think I'm kind of done with him, which is unfortunate because I love all his previous. Yeah, stuff, well, that, yeah, you know. Um, but I mean, the 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 spirit of this question is like, what does our rated Star Trek look like, and. I can't think of anything you need, like, that Star Trek has had its hands tied on that you need to R rating for, you know? Yeah, like, man, like, I don't want to see it, like, look at, look at fucking Disco, you know? Like, yeah, Disco got that's a about, little too that's about violent as... and a little too grossly sexual. Yeah. And I don't honestly like Star Trek people saying, fuck, this is a debate you and I have with mm-hmm. every single script for Endeavor. <laughs> I know you have different feelings than I do, and that's fine. Oh, and what but... are those feelings, Al? <laughs> is it that I curse a lot? It's fine, but I I see Star Trek as like a fantasy setting. Sure. There are certain there are certain rules that don't really make mm. sense, but that's just how they are. It's a it's a style thing. It's not a I think everyone's prudish in the future. It's I I don't know. It's we just, move on beyond the need for fuck. No, of course not. But after fifty plus years of of an established style, no one's ever sworn a cuss in Star Trek. It mm. just feels like okay, that's just you know, certain things exist or don't exist, and that's just one of them. Mm. I don't know. Like when when they started swearing in disco, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like that. That doesn't sound right to me. Just like when they play popular music from now, I don't like that either. Yeah, neither of those things really bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Again, these are these are debates that we have had writing our own thing. Yeah, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, I can't think of anything that's necessary. Like, you want to throw those things in for flavor? That's that's debatable. Yeah, but if if we were answering to someone else and they said, you have to cut this. I doubt you'd fight for it. Yeah. It's not essential it's not, to the it's story. It's not that important, you know? It just adds a little flavor. Like, and I, I mean, can't think of any any justification for an R rating. Do you yeah. need to get hyper-violent? Not really. Not, Star Trek doesn't reflect that very well. I, like, I have always been of the opinion that Trek should be, like, kids should be able to watch Star Trek, you know? I don't, I think there are more mature... Uh, stories that Star Trek can tell. Like, there's some DS9s that I would not show a kid that I think were excellent. See, that's the th- like, you know, I was, like, I, I, I've i said this a number of times. I was a little kid watching Star Trek. Like, that's how I got into the show. I think kid, like, I think you can have sh- episodes where, of where concepts go over kids' heads, but, like, they'll still show up for cool laser fights, you know? I guess I guess if you get into sort of a kids love Batman kind of place where it's like, well, this is this is deep, but yeah, kids could probably handle there's that. There's a there's a so. there's a balance there, and I think you know if you can walk that balance, you can get some really kick ass Star Trek. But I would also, on the other hand, love to see Star Trek deal with sexuality in a sophisticated way, and I don't just mean queer representation. I just mean human sexuality, interactions mm-hmm. beyond kissing and then waking up in bed together the next day. Yeah. Like, well, I'm you know again, if you do that right, you can also show that to kids, and it's fine. Eh, well, That's a little more difficult. I'm not the one to write that. I. Don't know. I don't know what to do around kids. So, no. I and you know, I'm not going to tell anyone how to raise their kids either. Yeah. But I know some people have a problem showing their kids that stuff. Mm. 
but I I don't know. I I think they should have the latitude to do sort of complex and and more mature things, but on the other hand, there's mature and there's like exploitive and yeah. uh, Tarantino, that's his whole career is exploitive. And, exactly. And I was fine with that for a long time. It's I that's not the part I don't like about him anymore, honestly. Mm. That's that's what he does. Yeah. Y- you know what you're getting. I don't know if that's a good fit for Star Trek. Yeah. So I don't know. I hate to I hate to duck out of the question. I just can't imagine anything in Star Trek that needs an R rating. Yeah. Uh Bob says, Dear Matt now, hey, who is the who is the baby Yoda of the Star Trek world? Hmm. Well, it's obviously Tilly, right? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'd watch a show about the Mandalorian fucking hauling Tilly around in a little basket. Uh-huh. I mean, Naomi Wildman's the obvious answer, but now I think of our Naomi, which is not a child. Yeah. So it's hard to, it's hard to separate those things. But, but as far as a, a cute kid that you always want to see more of, like that's the only one I can think of. Mm-hmm. Alexander? Mm. Yeah. I liked those stories, but... Eh. Yeah. When it was an Alexander episode, I was never like, yay, Alexander. I was like, okay, that was pretty good. A Worf and Alexander show in the style of Mandalorian, which by which I mean in the style of Lone Wolf and Cub. Not the oh, worst yeah, thing absolutely. in the world. A, a Klingon Lone Wolf and Cub story would be fantastic. Yeah. Where he's got the, the bat left slung across his back and he's carrying the baby. Like, yeah, that would be yeah I'd be pretty down for that. That oh, sounds pretty no. awesome. No, 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 no. You know what would be better? Mm. All of that except Kalar. Ooh, yeah, that is good. Worf sucks. Yeah, yeah. Worf does we don't suck. Know, we can't really account for Alexander's life with Kalar before she showed up and handed him off to Worf. Mm-hmm. For all we know, the, the year prior the to that. The one year. Yeah, well, I, whatever. Hand wave that. Mm-hmm. Like, she spent, you know, in the wilds of Kronos carrying her baby and fighting Klingon warriors or whatever. Yep. That's my headcanon. That sounds pretty good. Because, you know, Kalar. Yeah. No, I get it, man. Uh, I know who I'm one, talking to. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Deke. Hi, Deke. Uh, Deke says, Arg! Why? Why do we have to go back to Star Trek? Discovery is terrible. You know it. I know it. Listening to you guys talk about Batman is one of the highlights of post-atomic horror. It was so nice to hear you guys talking about something you love, something I love, something that calls into question your goodness as a person if you don't love it. Nope, gotta go back to Discovery with its stupid, wrong-headed edginess, its misunderstanding of Star Trek, and its breaking of barriers that don't need to be broken. First time the word fuck is uttered in Trek. I don't need Trek with subscription service, F-bombs, Klingon boobs, and reimagined Spock. Uh, because they knew the show was in trouble and had to do some stunt to keep viewers, the best Trek currently on TV isn't even on TV. It's Endeavor. Not a 105-year-old Picard looking sad and tired, or not Discovery making me feel sad and tired. You know what isn't sad and tired? Batman and the post-atomic horror when it's not covering Discovery. Oh, well, we're with you until the end, whatever you do. I'll take a deep breath and hold my nose as we head back into Discovery. Well, we got Picard first. Mm -hmm. Also, you you slipped it in the middle there, but thank you so much for the kind words about Endeavor. Yeah, thank you. That is great. Uh, If you like Endeavor, tell a friend. Yes. Also, uh, we we have finished the uh, 10-episode first series, uh, first season of that, Mm -hmm. uh, which you, if you haven't heard it, you can just binge the whole season now. Yep. Uh, We will also be dropping a... uh, sort of a supplemental for that uh sort of a behind the scenes creator commentary kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh uh, january 1st that's dropping so like if you if you listened and you're like i wonder if this was a thing i wonder what you know whatever like we're we're gonna talk about that so check it out like it's it would be if you could do dvd commentary for a podcast which (laughs) obviously you can't like that's what this would be yeah exactly you know i've i'm trying to brace myself 
because I'm trying to tell myself, look, I don't hate Star Trek. I wish it would make better decisions, but I don't want to get into the mindset of like, I I don't want to do this anymore because yeah. I do. I just want it to be good. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's so much to ask. No. Also, I maintain Disco has all the pieces to build a good show. They just haven't put them together in the right order yet. Yeah, I like Disco more than I don't like it. Oh. After season two, I think I'm really like split right down the middle. It's sure. Straight 50-50 for me. Mm-hmm. Season three could make or break it. I don't know a Star Trek show that got good in season three, though. Like, Next Gen, yeah, it got way better in season three, but season two had some standout would, episodes. It had already started, yeah. They had they had Measure of a Man. They had Q Who. Like, they were doing really good ones mm. in season two, and Disco's still kind of okay. Yeah. It's of the 30 or whatever episodes they've done so far, I think I've really liked about five. Sure. And that's just not enough, man. It's, yeah. I like all the characters except Lieutenant Ash Tyler. Mm-hmm. Well, a, like hopefully he's gone there, now so there's like a dozen characters i could name that i like from that mm-hmm. show there's a lot but i felt that way about voyager and that never got good either yeah so you know we'll see okay this one comes from hannah hi hannah uh it's a little long but it's right. worth it uh i found your show about a year and a half ago through this reddit post i will put a link in the show notes i believe brian created it it is a uh it is the uh, 24 Klingon houses that he drew. That, yeah, yeah. So you did a, a really elaborate, hilarious summary uh, that Brian then illustrated. Mm-hmm. And he wanted of, more people one of to my see favorite that. Th- one of my favorite things to have happened on this show. Yes. And he uh, uh, I, I wanted more people to see it, so mm-hmm. he put it on Reddit. And I am I will admit, I am terrified of Reddit. I never go there because I know horrible things happen there. But it's like Twitter or Facebook or anything. You stay in the right corners, and I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. But I, I personally, like, I saw that the post was there. I verified what she was talking about, but I did not scroll down because... Uh, no, thank s- you. See my previous. Yeah. Uh, she says, when you were a third of way through season one of Discovery. Since then, I've listened to all of Pa twice and the entirety of Sarcastic Voyage as well. Oh, wow. Y'all make thank me, you. Y'all make me laugh so much, and I love listening to your show. It's the next best, the next best thing, might actually be better, to watching Star Trek, mm-hmm. which I don't get to do nearly as often as I'd like. I got my husband to start listening recently. He's also a big Trek fan, and he just met Armis, who is incidentally my favorite character of yours. And I'm not going to ask you to bring him out to say hi, but if you wanted to, that would be okay, too. Uh, he's in the back right now. Hey, guys, sorry. Uh, I'm sleeping in. It's the holidays, you know. I get a little <laughs> bummed out during this, this drying season, but... From uh, about uh, November to about March, I'm the skin of depression. <laughs> the skin of seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get too rambly, so I'll say that I really appreciate how the two of you and your various wonderful guests manage to apply a critical eye to shows you watch, no matter how much you love or hate or are bored by them. I appreciate your open-mindedness and your ongoing efforts to be inclusive to all people, not to mention your amazing commitment to putting out a show once a week. Well, thank also, you. Also, I love... Also, I love Endeavor. It's easily my favorite thing you've ever done. The line in the season finale, don't you mean marshmallows? I do not. <laughs> Made me laugh so hard. I nearly cut that line, so I'm glad someone liked it. Yeah, seriously. That was like, Matt wrote a pretty good scene, and I added a total, like, sort of fan service like, <laughs> wink-wink thing. It's like, I don't know. This might be too much. Maybe I'll cut it when I when I get to editing. Like, nope. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry to say I don't really have a question. I feel like most of the good ones have probably been asked by now. I'm super excited that y'all can get back to reviewing Star Trek, though. And honestly, in honesty, I'd probably keep listening if you're y'all were reviewing a potato. I posted this on social media earlier this week. I love that. That reminds me about potatoes. 
I do have a question after all. Where can I get a shirt or any merchandise other than the episode guides, which I already own? I'd love to support the logo of my favorite podcast. Just point me in the right direction. Aww. We have had an ongoing thing getting shirts reliably made. Yeah, shirts are hard. I will, I will see what I can do. If, if I know there's demand out there, mm-hmm. like, and if other people want them, please let me know. Because yeah. if I know more people want them, that that's, makes it more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had, a, we had a listener help us out for a while. That was good. It's just sort of hard to coordinate the way he ran things and the way we ran things. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, like, it, was, it, it wasn't the best fit. And I don't want to disparage the work that he did because it yeah. was good work and they were good shirts and he, you know, got made a good product and he got it out. Mm-hmm. It just, it wasn't quite the right, like what, what we're looking for sort of like communication wise. So like, I we'll see. I still, a lot of it has to do with me being a perfectionist. I always want to see the thing before I give it to people, which sure. no, like everyone else is like, just set up a cafe press. Yeah. But if it's garbage, I don't want to put our name on it. Yeah. And I know, I know. Everyone else just does that, and I'm being, I'm being picky. I know, that's just how I am, man. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm like uh, protective of our brand. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, she says this is already way too long, so I'll sign off. Thanks for all your hard work, guys. I'm looking forward to hearing your opinions of Picard and all the rest. Keep being your badass selves. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, that was really nice. She says, insert your preferred holiday greeting here and love from New York. With all the y'alls in here, I would not have guessed New York. No. <laughs> you threw me there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this one comes from Dan. And all Dan right. says, Hi, Dan. Hi, Alan Matt. I recall in a previous episode you mentioned you were worried about reviewing Venture Brothers, mm-hmm. a comedy, because you'd spend the whole time quoting jokes. Yep. Well, in my opinion, your coverage of the Venture Brothers was just as insightful as all your other episodes and was not just quoting jokes, top-notch as always. Oh, thank God. So, the thing about that is, yeah. if it was a show with less substance than Venture Brothers, mm-hmm. if it was a straight-up joke show like, say, Futurama, mm-hmm. I think it would be more difficult. Like, Well, we did, years ago, the, we did that Homestar Runner episode with Flonk, and it... Turned into it a was, goddamn disaster. It was an hour of us doing the voices. Yeah. That's all it was. Anything, like, Venture Brothers is, one of the things we like about it so much is it is a funny, like, it is ostensibly a comedy, mm-hmm. but it also has some pretty complex characters going through some pretty serious things. And, yep. like, what we like is that mix of of whimsy and darkness. Like, that's, that's a, a formula that works well for both of us. Mm-hmm. And it, without like complex psychological you know something to, something substantive to talk about we would have just done quotes because it's a very quotable show yes i can't believe we went an hour and didn't say walking eye <laughs> i think we said it once no we did i would have said it for an hour <laughs> just back and forth like dueling banjos walking eye walking, walking eye walking eye walking eye uh-huh. uh but but thank you it was it was difficult i things like that i have to make an extra effort just mm. like in the throes of Enterprise when I had to, like, struggle to not say the same thing every week. Yeah. For for shows like that, I have to struggle to make sure I have something to talk about. And we both picked episodes that had stuff to talk about. A lot like, going on. One of your original choices was the tag sale episode, which is great. But that's just jokes. That's just an episode yeah. of The Tick, basically. Mm-hmm. That's just what if supervillains and super scientists, but also a yard sale, which is hilarious. Yep. It's a but, great episode, but uh, yeah, it is. It's the first, like, it's the first really funny one. Mm-hmm. But also, there's nothing to talk about. But how funny everything was. Like, we we picked some stuff with some meat on them, which is, I think, the secret. 
Now, uh, as we head into hour three, we'll be picking apart the scene where the monarch threatens to take a piss on Dr. Venture's bed. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is hilarious is because of this. And We'll talk about how sound and fury signifying nothing is the best fart joke ever written. <laughs> it's one I still use. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Mike X. Hi, Mike. He says, hey, guys. Thanks for the art, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that extensively on the uh, on the Endeavor show, by the way. Uh, I'll just try to I'll try to make this short since I just went a little long emailing this Star Trek audio drama podcast. I know those guys are really good. <laughs> anyway, since you've come to the end of your non-Trek experiment, my questions are one. Are there any shows you really like that you have still have fun reviewing in this recent format? Two. Are there any bullets you've dodged? Any shows you're relieved you didn't have to review? Good luck with the new direction. Here's hoping the new year brings less of a final frontier and more of a voyage home, or at least a search for Spock. Mm. Take care, guys. Um, we will get to number one in a moment. That is the pre, uh, pre-mentioned activity I talked about. Mm. Uh, number two, though, any bullets? You, like, any shows you're happy No, none of the guests sprung on us or none of the patrons said, ha-ha, you have to watch this. Oh, boy. I was certain mm-hmm. that someone was going to drop 20 bucks and make me watch one of the two shows I have sworn I never want to watch, mm-hmm. which are Babylon 5 and um, Quantum Leap. Qu- Quantum Leap, uh-huh. yes. Babylon 5 for dumb personal reasons, <laughs> and Quantum Leap because fuck Bakula, I, can't, I could not take him seriously as an earnest hero after all that. Sure. So I'm I- sure there's others. I don't know, man. At this point, I was down for pretty much whatever, you know. Really? Yeah. Are there? There was no like, oh, what if some? I mean, Cop Rock was like a, oh, Mark, what did you do? Uh, uh, yeah, but like, that was a after I watched it, man. Like when I heard we were doing it, it's like, all right, cool, let's rock, let's mm-hmm. Cop Rock. Hmm. No, I um like we watched Dark Shadows, which was like way. Oh, hang on, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go over all this. Sure. I just I but in terms of shows you absolutely would not want to watch. I I can't think of anything. Okay. No, because what I what I want to do now mm-hmm. is more than one person has approached me and said, "Oh, you guys have been so negative this whole year. Like you just you don't like anything." And it's like, okay, first of all, as I've said many times, I can't take criticism. Sure. But second, I don't know if that's true. It's not how I see it. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. I have the list of all of the shows that we reviewed this year, and, right. and you might have to strain your memory a bit, but I think you'll I think you'll remember enough to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna run down each show, and I want you to give me like a a, a rating, a, just a you liked it, you hated it, you were indifferent to it. That's all. Right. all. I don't want to get more complicated than that. Like good, bad, or neutral. Okay. So one is bad, two is neutral, three is good. All right. You got it. Yeah. Okay, and we'll go down each one. And I got it in a little spreadsheet, and I'll sort it when we're done, and we'll see how many we liked and how many we didn't like. All right. Because I'm curious if, if it was mostly negative or, you know, or if, pe- if that's just people's perception of it. All right. All right, you ready? Yeah. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah, I didn't like it. Didn't like it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, like It might have it just been the two episodes we watched, but this. Full-on negative? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, the, the current Twilight Zone. I uh, liked it. Okay. Greatest American Hero, we both hated. Fucking hated. Yes. Uh, the episode of Boris Karloff's Thriller. Nah, I didn't like it. Okay. The Incredible Boring. Hulk. Liked it. I'm putting that as uh, neutral. All right. I liked it, but it wasn't good. I enjoyed the experience <laughs> of watching it, though. 
There are some shows like that. There are some shows where this wasn't a good show, but I enjoyed watching it. I don't know if I'd ever watch another episode of The Incredible Hulk, but uh, I enjoyed doing that one that one time. Having one, well, that was my goal going in. Was like, uh, come on, it's a disco themed episode with Gul Dukat as the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Alien Nation. I liked it. Shocked yep. how much I liked that actually. Okay, Deadly Games. Uh, I wow, I did don't you, remember anything about Deadly Games. Did you legit enjoy the experience of watching uh, <laughs> that guy make a video game with his girlfriend and all the people he hated? To fight Christopher Lloyd. Oh, man. I'm going to say no, but God, okay. that show was baffling. Yep. Well, sometimes baffling is fun. Yeah. I thought it was a tedious slog, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to speak for you. Uh, Batman 66. Loved it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not even a question. Nope. Uh, Night Gallery, and that was the one with the earwig. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. That was. I had high hopes for that one, and it just did not yeah. It did not anything, honestly. I think, I think, and we're probably not going to do this again, but if we do this again, I would ask that if you're going to pick stuff, like, you should screen it first. Yeah, definitely. I know it's a little extra work, but I think a couple of times you tried to go with the with the, uh, with the the anthology thing, and you, you just went on, uh, like, a, a list on the internet instead mm-hmm. of, like, one that you know was good. Yeah. And I appreciate wanting to go into something you haven't seen before, but on the other hand, you know. Yeah. Uh, the X-Files. Love it. Sopranos. Loved it. You will not hurt my feelings if you didn't love that. No, I had a great time watching that thing. Okay. The Flash. Lo- loved it. Okay. Time Tunnel. Ugh. I'm going to go with a no on that one. Okay. Dark Shadows. Uh, I'm going to go neutral on that one just because it like. Yeah, same. It was so like, like it, it was so weird. That was another so one... out of my wheelhouse. Almost. That's, that I was hoping for more like that, honestly. Um, and yeah, again, enjoyed the experience. Don't think it was very good. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, and also, uh, if I was ever to watch another episode of that, I would like it would need to be with Tidro. No, the problem is, yeah, I mean, she's my she's my Riverdale buddy. I get mm-hmm. it. Um, the the problem is that's a soap opera, and most soap operas, nothing happens for ten episodes. Yeah, and. It's a good, like she said this when she was on, have it in the background when she does her crafting mm-hmm. or like when you're doing your chores, like it's a good folding laundry show or something. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, that's what soap operas were made for in the first place. Yeah. No, but I anyway. I think I enjoyed the experience of that more than the actual show. Okay. That's 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 what neutral's for. Mm. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. <laughs> Did not like it. Really? Uh, your your nostalgia doesn't like win it at least to the middle. No, that show's fucking terrible. Look, I love okay. Mario in all his very many forms, but that show yeah, but, that show blows. Yeah, okay, but I that another reason that I sort of allowed for mm-hmm. there not just to be good or bad, but middle is like, okay, I know it was bad, but also it reminded me of being a kid and I enjoyed that. Sure. Uh no. That, it did all it did also introduce me to the phrase gone for good fried chicken. Which is in my bio on Twitter now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe the worst joke in any of the episodes we've covered. <laughs> Maybe. Would you say that's the this ship is terrible of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Yeah, except a professional writer wrote that and someone should fucking know better. <laughs> uh, Space 1999. Oh, God. I mm, Man. I'm going to go with a did not like on that one. I'm going neutral because... 
while I was a little bored, there were some very interesting concepts and like it was, I'm glad I watched it mm. mostly to sate my curiosity. Cause like there's a lot of those sort of like sci-fi series that people talk about that. I just, I don't know what they are. And like, I'm happy that I added to my breadth of knowledge. You yeah. Know what I mean, like now I know what space 1999 is. Yeah. I, I, that might be neutral. Just the way it slid completely out of my brain since we watched it. Uh, the head, the, all the flashbacks of the dude believing that uh, he was being chased by a monster and no oh, one believed him. fuck. Yeah, with all the weapons. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, no, that's a no. I that's did not no? enjoy that. Okay. Like I said, I didn't love the episode, but I like having seen it. Mm. I'm glad I know what Space 1990 It did have that, so that fucking screaming ass monster at the end, though. Sure did. <laughs> all right. Cop Rock. Oh, no. Did not like. Yeah. Crime Traveler. Mm, didn't not like. Yeah. Supernatural. Uh, liked that. That was good. Yep. Bravest Warriors. Liked that one. Okay. Otherworld. Oh, Lord. Um, that was the 80s one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's, um, that's a no. Really? Yeah. I weirdly liked that one. Uh, I will say of the two episodes we watched, if we'd only stuck with the first, that would just be an unequivocal, like, this is a very good show. Yeah. The second one dragged it down a little bit, but I'm still going to call it a like. Yeah, that, ooh. Okay. The next three we chose because we liked them, Mm -hmm. which is going to skew it a little, but if we're talking about the overall positive negative content of the show, Mm -hmm. we have to count these. Bojack, Venture Brothers, and and Batman. I liked all of those. And just for the hell of it, mm-hmm. this this doesn't exactly count, but it still does. These are non-Trek shows we've reviewed recently. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw in the two shows we reviewed in our Christmas crossover. Oh, okay. The Addams Family and the Royal Family. Uh, like the Addams Family, fucking hated the Royal Family. Same. So I'm just talking about the experience of listening to Pa for the last 30-some weeks. Was it more positive or more negative? Mm-hmm. So the final count for me. Yeah is 12 negative. Uh, Why are you not counting? Oh, 13 positive Mm -hmm. and three neutral. All right. That's so I thought it would be about 50-50. It's actually slightly in favor of of positive more than negative. Oh, nice. All right. So you had 13 negative, Mm -hmm. one neutral, Uh and 14 positive. Yeah, that sounds about right. So both of us, just slightly, just slightly more positive than negative. Yeah. And I know I'm being petty here. I know I am. <laughs> but I thought this would be a good way to just, just do a sort of an overview or recap of, of how we spent the last year. Yeah. And I mean, just, that, uh, that you know, that sounds about right, honestly. And, okay, I will also concede some of these things we might be remembering wrong, but to me, that's part of the exercise. Sure. Because what lingers in your mind is, to me, more important than whether you enjoyed it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like I bet there were episodes of enterprise. I thought were okay, but I just remember that show being terrible. And that's, that's more important to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's more important as, as a permanent record to have the red flag in my brain that says no bad show. Yeah, absolutely. Then to specifically remember, okay, but three weeks in a row, I thought it was all right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I still hated it. I don't think that ever happened on enterprise. I could be wrong. No, there was a, there was a handful of episodes like that. Yeah. And by a handful, I mean, maybe three. Yeah, sure. That I thought were all right. There were, if we ever did top 10 of all Star Trek, none of them would make that Oh, list. fuck no. Yeah. All right. So that's just like, that's, I thought a good way to wrap up what we've been doing. Yeah. 
and to show, okay, yeah, we we hated some of that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, don't get us wrong. And we we hated all like we lined up on just about everything. Mm-hmm. I think Flash and Bravest Warriors are the only things where you loved them and I didn't. Yeah. And uh, other way around, Young Indie and Otherworld, mm-hmm. uh, I liked and you didn't. So yeah. you know, it's not even like one of us is is bitchier than the other. It's just we like what we like. You yeah. Know? We got a lot of overlap, but it's not 100% because we're different, different people. people with opinions about things. <laughs> Which is the point of doing a show. If, you would if think, both, yeah. If we both thought the same thing, then what's the point, you know? <laughs> so. Just two guys that doing conehead voices being like, Star Trek is good. Star Trek is good. Yes, good. Good <laughs> is good. Mm. Bad, is, bad is not good. <laughs> I don't remember anything about the Conans except uh, yeah, neither do I. France. Good, because it doesn't matter. All right. Well, that's all. Yeah. I didn't think we could fill an hour, but look at that. We did. Yeah, look at that. Good it's almost like us. we're good at this. Uh, it's almost like we can talk for an hour. That's not the same thing. <laughs> well, as we roll into the next one, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's going to be longer than an hour. Uh, episode uh, th- that will be podcast two of four for this weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, the um, the uh, the supplemental for Endeavor, like I said, we're, we're rolling into that next uh, we're also recording the first two uh, shorts, mm-hmm. uh, short tracks with Brian tomorrow. The, that won't be posting until early January, but for us, yeah, we want the we, we want the two weeks off. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're you're doing Christmas a little later, so like you want yeah. you want that the week we would have been recording free, which yeah, is totally totally cool. Mm. Um, but you know, we're cramming a lot into into this time. Yeah. So uh, you know, if if you hear us near the end of. Uh, of episode 402 as we cover Q&A and uh, the trouble with Edward. And we're starting to sound a little weary. That That's why. It's fine. They're good episodes. Fine. Whatever. Fuck this. Yeah. And then, uh, actually, might as well promote this while we're at it. Mm. Uh, we, the two of us, and also Flonk, will be appearing on Brian's show, uh, Tinseltown. Yes. Uh, reviewing Patrick Stewart's uh, A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Which, last year, we covered a Christmas movie with uh, uh, William Shatner, so... Mm-hmm makes sense this year we're doing one with uh, patrick stewart next year the avery brooks christmas special uh brian's looked into that and Uh the only christmas thing that featured avery brooks was a roots thing and okay not doing that (laughs) four white guys talking about roots maybe not the best thing. wow yeah no thank you (laughs) yeah so it exists but also we probably won't do it which is weird because it feels like avery brooks definitely would have done a kwanzaa thing yeah he's super into the afrocentric thing and i feel like he would have like he would have been really into that but yeah. yeah, that being said, if he did and we watched it, I wouldn't want to make fun of it either. So, like, I would. I I think you can talk about Avery Brooks's intensity mm-hmm. without like without mocking Kwanzaa. I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Mo- I don't care about mocking Christmas because I hate Christmas. But, sure, uh, you know, that's my culture. That's white people. I don't give a fuck about offending them. Offending <laughs> them. Post atomic right. horror. Fuck white people. I mean, yes. We have it coming. Uh-huh. All right. So that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, the website, as ever, postatomichorror.com. If you want to write to us, our next supplemental will be when we wrap the Picard show uh, in, like, early April. But we will, like, we will patiently sit on your email. I'll I'll look at it immediately. Mm-hmm. And I'll, like, the earlier you write us, the more I'll be thinking about what your inevitable answer is going to be. Yes. So I uh, look forward to that. Um. What else? Oh, uh, we are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Yes. <laughs> and that's all for this time. Yeah, see you folks. <laughs>
Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2020. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this for fun.